0: Poet waffle. Just say poet waffle. Say poet waffle. Poet waffle. Poet waffle. Poet poet waffle. Poet? waffle. It's poet waffle. We're just gonna poet waffle. Have a poet waffle. Oh hello there. Welcome to Poet Waffle episode 15 with me, Daniel Cockrel, where I invite a poet round my house for a chat. And during that chat. We explore the visceral space between fact and fiction, which I believe is more of a feeling where poets use their emotions to navigate the world and hopefully reveal certain truths that are sometimes neglected by those other fields. And it gives me great pleasure to welcome into the Waffle Shed, uh, poet, writer, mental health campaigner, Mr Carl Burkett.
1: Hello Dan. Thanks Hello, Carl. Yeah, no. Thanks for coming along. Thank you very much. Uh, how you been? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. It's uh, been a good morning. Been a good week. How about you? Yeah, very good.
0: Um, so you're one of these poets, uh, and there's a lot of them who not only are they a poet and writer, but they also have a, a, a proper job as well <laughs> yeah, yeah, on the, the side. Yeah. You know, and I, it's like what. What way ups up that is, I don't know whether the day job is more important than the writing, or the, the writing is more important than the day job, or they both run together. How, how do you feel about it at the moment? What, what would be your preference? Or would you want to be a full-time writer? or Would you want to be
1: a full-time mental yeah. health campaigner?: or well, what's um, the... That's a big, big question. Already. But um, I've never felt that I um, I've never felt that I fit into the working world. Um and because I find it quite boring, quite yeah. dull. Um, but I've never quite seen or maybe been shown from a young age how becoming a full time writer could be a thing. Yeah, yeah. I think after university, I did um I ch- at uni in Bournemouth. I did uh, media and communications just because it kind of had a vague link to writing. And um, you know, I know a lot of people will use that term Mickey Mouse degree, and it I can understand why. But it did t- taught me so much stuff. Yeah. Um, but it also I left uni thinking. I don't really have a skill here. Yeah. So um, I remember, I think I've, I might have told you before, but I sat down with my dad when I graduated in 2009 yeah. and uh, trying to find a job so during the recession. I remember I drew an arbitrary line through Birmingham and I was like, I'm going to apply for any job under Birmingham. Right, and my dad was right. like, this isn't what job searching is, Carl. <laughs> just so you know, you can usually just go in a job, but at yeah, the moment yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. So yeah. I was in Swindon just finding a job and I found yeah. um, a marketing job in Southampton for like a finance company and I didn't really understand what I was doing. i was there for three and a half years, I still don't quite know what they sell yeah. or what they did, but I found, <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, but I think what what I did was I found a few marketing lines and comms lines, I go, right, I can just churn that line out. Yeah, yeah. And that seemed to, people seemed to say, yes, that's what we do, Carl. Um, and then, I, yeah, I guess long long story short of it, when I was there, when I was working there, um, as I found out, my, my uncle took his own life. Um, and that was kind of really opened my eyes to mental health for the first time. Right, I mean, right. it's always been a big part of my life, but without knowing it, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I've always, yeah. you know, had those feelings of, um, lowness and stuff, but never really connected that to mental health. Um, so I started, like, I would say like, quite like a scared little man. I thought I'd just run for charity. I'd just yeah, run, yeah. I'd use my body. I'd just run. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, part of that, um, process was like writing blogs for the mental health charity mind. Right. Um, so using my writing skills there and, uh, yeah it kind of it suddenly hit me I was like oh man like mental health charities have marketing teams as well yeah, like, yeah you can yeah. be doing these power you can using these powers for a, uh, for a bit of good, for real good um yeah. so yeah so yeah long story short I kind of um started applying for mental health um jobs and then I got into to uh, a campaign where I work uh, at now for five years called time to change yeah um and I think that changed my relationship with with work definitely yeah um um and i found that I've met some such amazing people in that, in that job. Um, I'm not, I don't want to be too rude to people in Southampton, but Southampton for me is very much like my hometown, Swindon, but it's got some water next to it. It's just very like grey. Um, and people were kind of just, I could feel myself getting ready to go through the motions with them. Um, and London just lit a spark in me. And, yeah, I, yeah, you yeah. Know, and that is, is the first time generally that I met people who were open about their hobbies. I'm sure people in Southampton were doing stuff but it felt like we never spoke about those things. Yeah, yeah. And everyone that I work in the office, they play an instrument or they have yeah. started a band or they do this and they happily tell you and give you a leaflet and that made me go, "Oh, you know this secret writing thing I've been doing for a Yeah, her, yeah. maybe I can tell someone. I write yeah, and yeah. I like and I secretly go to I'm go right. to bars yeah. and I read I read them out loud sometimes and sometimes I get an applause and um, so I think the job I'm in now is the perfect job for me to kind of have the time to feel comfortable I've like I've learned so much about my own mental health but also what is important for my mental health and that is writing and performing and meeting people who <coughs> share those, those so, interests brilliant little intro of how you got into
0: you know mental health campaigning mm. and and doing that works but why why the writing why not yeah, yeah. Uh, why not a trombone yeah. why what you know what was it that did what had you seen or heard or what led you into oh, I'm going to try
1: Putting some stuff down or saying some stuff out loud. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I've got, I've got quite a bad memory of um and by what well, bad memory of childhood and when I mean it, I mean I can't remember stuff. Not <laughs> that it was a it was a horrific childhood. Maybe it was as I can't remember, but I can't remember too much. But a, a, a big of a overriding memory is my grandparents always buying me a notebook for right. Christmas or my birthday right, right. and saying um, you seem to like to write. Why don't you fill those those books and them. So writing was always something I did, and uh, weirdly, it's only about about six months ago we moved. Uh, me and my wife moved flat, and I found an old. Um, we had like a year six leaving book, and there was a note in it from a, a guy called Craig, a guy. I mean, he was he was ten at the time, and he wrote, um, "Good luck at school. Uh, at, um, good luck at second secondary school, Carl. Good luck with your stories." And that really reminded me. Of, like, oh, so then, yeah, I was you've... known as you write stories. Yeah, yeah, and I, for some reason in that next eight to ten years I think I forgot that maybe I was the guy that wrote, wrote stories, stories yeah, with, yeah. amongst my mates um, and um, so when I you know it, it always comes back to mental health for me but um, when I was in Southampton and kind of looking for my identity again I started just writing some writing some stories and um, then I'd set up a blog and put it on there and then someone on Twitter um, called Tracy and I'll never forget she's amazing She, I don't, I've never met her in person but she's uh, right. the, the influence that she's made on me she yeah, just yeah. wrote one line on Twitter she went I like reading your stories but what would it be like in your own voice like reading them out loud and I was like oh that's interesting so I just went on Google and uh, and found um, the Arts the Arts Cafe in Southampton right. um, I had an open mic night once once a month um, and I just yeah just took them along there thinking and you know if I'm being honest I kind of thought so I go through I go through depression quite a lot and I self harm and I remember thinking at that point I've always been worried what people think about me but in that specific moment when Tracy suggested I go and say them out loud yeah. I thought nobody could possibly say anything worse than I'm saying to myself right, yeah, you, go, you know what I mean yeah, you, go, it, yeah, you yeah. go I'm Teflon now yeah, you, go, yeah. you could prob- you could think <laughs> of something I've definitely said worse yeah, yeah. and thought worse and that really and that moment of going oh I can maybe turn that into a positive thing. Mm. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, when I got those, you know, got the first laughs that I got, I was like, oh, that's what I've been missing, kind mm. of. I've always been told, keep up with your stories, but I can't really remember many um, I enjoy your stories. And um, not that I'm craving that attention from people, but rather I think I just needed a little bit of validation of what I was doing was okay, yeah. And yeah, then it yeah, gave yeah. me the permission to now. I'm definitely in a position where I don't care if I don't get a laugh. I don't care if yeah, whatever because yeah. I'm enjoying the process. But yeah, in, yeah. I think initially I needed a um, reminder that I used to enjoy writing, and actually, some at least one person, at least Tracy enjoyed reading it. Yeah, and, yeah. And then, well done, um, Tracy. Yeah. I, I, in the, yeah. that
0: you know, being your own, your own worst critic. Yeah, it's definitely a thing in there. I mean, you've probably taken it to the extreme of like, mm. oh, this, I, you know, I'm, you know, the. The voices in your head saying the worst things. That yeah. Say. But being the worst critic, saying, "Oh, you know, really looking into your work and making sure it's watertight for yourself." Yeah. So as soon as you take it out, then you've thought about it so much more than anyone else. Yeah. So whatever yeah. they say, uh I and I knew, you know, I take that thing of like when someone says something, oh, I don't like that bit. That probably is the bit yeah. that you go, right, I'm going <laughs> to do more of that. That's because <laughs> that's the original bit. Yeah, and I, wow. I try to, you know, I've taken that on board a lot. Yeah. Um, but definitely, you know, when we're making stuff, no one would be that bold about it anyway when you first start making it. Yeah, but And to get them to notice it, you sometimes mm. have to let off a firework somewhere and go, look, yeah. over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they come along and see it, they go, actually, this is really good. But you you, you don't know that yeah. until you just think in your head, oh, I think this is good. Yeah. But you have no... Unless someone says, oh, I really like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but then you might be showing it to the wrong people. Absolutely, And they yeah. might be going, oh, this is terrible. You know? yeah, and then yeah. it becomes a confidence thing. Yeah. And then people go the other way who are really confident yeah. and they're producing you look at it and go, that I don't like this at all. Yeah. But yeah. they could be like they think they're amazing. Yeah. They it's the isn't it Yates who said the best lack all conviction whilst right. the worst are filled with passion and intensity. Uh, right, and that is well, the modern world, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah when absolutely. you see people on X Factor you're like,
1: yeah. Man, this is terrible but they yeah, believe they're they it. believe believing it. <laughs> it's amazing, it. isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I think that that first gig was um like i said going through that thing of like well whatever you know i i feel awful so i might as well try and find if there's anything else out there and then when i when i signed up and they were like um uh, it was about three weeks later so i had three weeks to sit there just thinking all the worst things that a poetry night could possibly be you know and i don't say all this with disrespect but it was it was in a vegan cafe Uh, (laughs) it was all the things that i was worried about you know what i mean in southampton like what eight years ago um and I really worried that, you know, people, because I was, I was an idiot, you know, still am, but I was thinking they were all going to wear berets and they were all going to talk. And it it was true. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you kinda go, oh, no. So it's finding, I like, was thinking, what is my place in this? And I think, and I kind of, I uh, remember going up and it was kind of pick the name out of the hat so you didn't know when you were going up. Right. And there was, a, it was an amazing 15-year-old who told a story of her, it was a poem for, dedicated to her yeah. best friend who took her own life two weeks earlier, 15, right. And it was like everyone's crying and thinking, "Oh my days!" You know. And then the uh, the host just goes, "Wow, wasn't that amazing?" Next up, Carl Burke. <laughs> I was like, "Oh wow, that's." <laughs> so I felt like follow I learned that. a lot. Of that yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And resisted the urge to say, "How do I follow that?" I just kind of went up yeah, and yeah. did it. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I think I remember my, my opening line was, um, "It was oh this is um this is a true story." And then it was, John sneezed so hard, all his skin fell off. (laughs) Instead of, uh, which ruined his night's plans. Instead of um, chewing on steak with his wife, he spent hours picking up his organs. And I thought, what am I doing saying these words? And then it was laughter. And then it was realising that a guy was talking to me afterwards going, well, that was perfectly placed. Yeah, exactly. That that was needed. And then, then, again, that validation of there's a place for anything, really. And And also is that thing of,
0: When you go to a Poetry Night and everyone's reading the same thing, same things. A lot of people, if you're unconfident, you'd be like, oh, they're all doing that. I need to change what I'm doing to do that. When really, you should do, because it's the thing that stands out. It's the antithesis of what they're doing. So, you know, if someone's reading something very, very sad, the best thing to to put it up against is something very, very happy and jolly. And then, you know, if someone's read something very, very fast, read something very, very slow. You know, it's that. It's a very simple
1: idea and technique, but it does work. Well, that's making an album, isn't it? That's what an album, a band make an it's album make ebbs and flows. And exactly. That. Um, it's but about also an and that, that moment as well was amazing, learning, You kind of got these big laugh, sat down, was like, three weeks in the making and got laughs. The next minute, the laugh at the next guy, don't even know my name, forgotten about me, and like knowing your place there and going, there's yeah. always the next person coming on, and, yeah, yeah. and it's, you know, that's not all about you. I think that's really <laughs>
0: that energy in those spaces, though, so... Um, the the perfect example in london is the poetry cafe where yeah. niall o'sullivan runs unplugged yeah what's so brilliant about those spaces that you learn is somebody could be reading something for the very first time uh they're really nervous but the energy that they let off and yeah. re- and it, the piece might be okay you know yeah, yeah. but because the energy they let off and the audience are really supportive they want them to do mm-hmm. well suddenly you get something really magical that yeah, you can't yeah. recreate yeah. and but and then the other other thing could go on someone could go on really confident and go right mine's brilliant <laughs> and actually it has the opposite effect yeah. but those en- the energy in those groups generally is we want everyone who steps on stage to be do really well yeah. the best they can we want to hear what they've got to say yeah. and when you hear what they've say, you can take all their ideas you go oh i love that idea i'm going to yeah. Steal that. Yeah, yeah, Put that in a po- or
1: change it into something else. Yeah, yeah. I think it, they're brilliant spaces. Well I think that's something that maybe poetry has that I've experienced anyway that comedy doesn't is I always say like the best gigs are the spaces that <clears throat> you're the best man coming up to do a best man speech. Nobody yeah. wants a best man to lose. Really. Yeah, 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 they, everyone, yeah. everyone wants a good best man speech, but they won't judge a bad one. They kind of try and lift them on. And maybe comedy is like, yeah, you're not funny because you you were the crap best man. But everyone's like, come on, you yeah, can do yeah, it. We really yeah. want you to do well. And yeah, yeah. yeah, for me, they're, they're the
0: best gigs. Yeah. Best man's, but I love. Like, I've done a few best yeah. man speeches, and they are amazing. Yeah, yeah. We did. I did one in Italy by looking over the sea, oh, wow. and it was what? like you know <laughs> the you didn't have to do much, but because yeah, I yeah. went going up and done my poem and I'd worked on it quite hard. Yeah. Uh, and people weren't expecting anything. Yeah, you know, it was like standing ovations and plot Yeah, you know, it's just like you know, you kind of walk off and oh, actually, <laughs> I didn't have to do much. Yeah, to, to do that, but it only had to be a little bit good. Absolutely. And because you, you know, we've probably got the skills to make it a little bit good. Yeah, you kind of so. steal that show yeah, because absolutely. you don't have to go right. Well, is this perfect? And as long as you put in lots of personal information about oh, yeah. the friend, then you you're kind of on for. It's the poetry takeaway yes, ingredients, exactly isn't it? it? Is. It's like you don't need the best poem, but what you do need is to listen really hard to what they're telling you. Yeah. Put down that information in some sort of order, the yep. best way you can. But when you read it back to them, they're like, "Oh my god, that's yep. amazing!" And it's that's it's a it's kind of a secret of
1: like well. It's sleight of hand. It's the yeah. magic of words, isn't it? The, the, you know. the poetry takeaway for me has been like proper life changing, and that that really links me back to almost like Craig saying, "Good luck with your stories." I think that's kind of what maybe I always wanted those stories to be. Just to... for
0: those who don't know, the poetry mm.
1: takeaway is um, run by uh, Michael Bulger
0: at the moment, but sort of the the, the original idea was Tim Clare's, uh, and he'd stolen it from. Writers in San Francisco and people that uh, they take uh, orders from people and they write poems on uh, to order, you know, on the spot. So they give up some information, you write in 20 minutes, you write a poem, and then you deliver it back to them. Uh, And it's all free, which is another thing which is. which is amazing. There's not enough free stuff in the world. Yeah, yeah. Especially
1: stuff that is so rewarding. Especially the amount of people that say, "Okay, h- how do I pay you?" Yeah, like, yeah. You don't know. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, it's food like... parcels for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I love it so much. Like I love the uh, that that moment when like Sailor when they go. Um, they told you everything. I want it about my dog. My dog's called John. Yeah. And then you say the word John and like, how did you even know his name is John? <laughs> like, you, you told me. I've, I've I know, just yeah. got your words, put them into a, a bouncy order and they, I think if you get a good conversation with them, they forget they're telling you stuff. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I think it's amazing. And I, I what I like about it is it's never going to be the,
0: so I'm always aware of thinking, this. I would never write this poem no. for myself. I'd never write it yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. It's almost like my, 17 18 year old self yeah yeah is back in me writing these poems because they were the things that were i, I would say i'd write them this way for myself and for others to listen yeah. to and people would go oh these are really good yeah but then the more i wrote them i like, these are te- i can't write these anymore yeah yeah you know uh they were just like a gateway yeah yeah drug into poetry and so i get i fall back into my age <laughs> never wherever i go like i always have the mindset okay today I'm going to try and write that Charles Bukowski. Yeah, know, a masterpiece. Yeah, today. I'm going to try and yeah, do this, you're... and then, but as soon as you get there, you, the guy, as you say, the guy comes up yeah. and says, "I've got a, a dog called John. <laughs> and I need this part." And you're like, it's "Never going to work. <laughs> I'm never going to." So you yeah. you fall back yeah. into your 18 year old self just, yeah, yeah. to write these, you know, ways of putting rhymes
1: together and, and lines together. And, yeah, just having that adrenaline, I think, as well. Um, <laughs> Like, I mean, having probably what 10 to 12 deadlines in, in a day, you just churn yeah, them out yeah. and having that you find things within you that you didn't know were there, and yeah. you know, um, and being in spec, obviously, you're not on your own, you're with three or four other poets, and being in that group has always been, I love that. And people go, I'll just spell so and so again, and yeah, you forget, yeah. you know, I haven't got any signal, I can't Google what rhymes with whatever, and yeah, yeah. Just panicking. I love it. Yeah, it's great fun. And after you've read the thing, then people
0: listen in, and it's just like, yeah, good job you've done a. Yeah. You you managed to. You managed to make them cry there. Well
1: done. That's it. You get a hug and you go. Yes. That's three on the tally of tears today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Now
0: we're almost uh, two thirds of the way through. Yeah. Um, yeah, And it is time
1: in the Poet
0: Waffle uh, program for the big question. So, Carl, you've gone for. <clears> the <throat> big so the big question could be I've forgotten what big questions could be so a big question could be um, what is the most important job in the world mm-hmm. it could be something like that yeah uh, but them. you've gone for uh, why is music important I really like this one because I know why yeah, it's really. so important to me but oh, I great. think um,
1: yeah why is music important Well, what that's are your good thoughts because that? <clears throat> I really struggle because I mean your list is amazing and I really struggled Into I think I could have picked I could have chosen any other questions um, and I, I generally chose this one because I was interested in what you were going to say as well um, that's a real cop out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't really am I can see your smile though so I picked yeah. well but um, I don't know why it's important I mean you've obviously got the, you know, the answers of it brings communities together um, you know you can tell stories in different ways and things. but I think the, the thing that I kept thinking of is it has to be important because there's not many things that just involuntary make your body move. Yeah, and I thought yeah. that's, so I think you can sit on your own, and you can even make yourself involuntary dance by just humming something. Yeah. And your body's moving, or hear a song you've never heard before, and your your head's bouncing. And I dance to stuff I hate as well. Yeah, so yeah. involuntary and no, just exactly. go yeah, yeah. And you think something is making me move, and that can't be that can't be me just going. Oh, I like this, so I have to dance to it. It's something is make, so it, if anything has that power over you, I can't think of many things that has a power just to make you just run, yeah. around a, run around a room. Um, so I think my answer is more, it has to be important because it has a higher power over us, maybe.
0: I'd like um, to know what the chemical reaction... Yeah. I, mean, I always think of it like water. You know, when you drop something, yeah. when you drop some chemical in water and you make the water fizz, yeah. and we're made up of well, our our chemistry's probably bubbling away, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's probably why you start to jig and move your shoulders, because, you know, everything yeah. inside you's starting to fizz a
1: little bit. Probably. Is uh, it also like, I don't know, whether you're... <clears throat> whether, you can't. We can't express the feelings we're feeling. We because like, we're so repressed. We don't know how to say this is giving me joy. So our yeah, arms yeah, are just yeah. showing. I'm yeah. having. I'm having fun, and I, I often think. You know, when people say about I hate dancing at weddings, or everyone makes us dance at weddings, and that, I'm interested in that journey. Is like, are we making each other dance at weddings, or yeah. or is the wedding we're dancing? We just get I do because yeah. kids. I mean, you watch a child, yeah. really young, just dance, dancing around. You know I mean? Yeah. So we've turned it into this weird social awkwardness when actually it's something that. I want to What's dance at weddings, and, you know I'm yeah. quite an introverted character, yeah, I know it's str- you know yes, I go on stage,
0: yes, but in in a dance in like you go to a club, I like that because yeah. I don't have to talk to people go. and I'm, I'm dancing around yeah, I can I move I don't, I don't mind moving badly, especially now, yeah in my mid forties, <laughs> I definitely move badly <laughs> but I kind of like that yeah yeah, uh yeah, I the yeah, I, I, I really, yeah, I enjoy that space. Whereas, I, you know, I don't want to be sat around in a table chatting with people. Yeah. I find that very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, being on stage, I don't mind being on stage because I don't have to talk to anyone. I'm just course. talking to myself. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. When you come off stage, you're like, oh no, they're going to ask, they're going to yeah. say something. Oh, I like that, or yeah. why have you done this? And I, I'm going to be like, oh, can I <laughs> yeah. go away now? Yeah, but yeah. in a in a space where there's just Music and you have to dance. Actually, that's quite a comfortable yeah space because I can be really you know I I can move and people will be like oh look he's moving really badly yeah. I don't they don't then they don't mind moving badly yeah. as well
1: yeah uh, but also I th- yeah but I think people love watching people move badly they, yeah know, it's, it's the, great. that thing of like oh that's just a man cutting loose <laughs> <just go> for <laughs> yeah, it. I exactly wish well I I done, wish yeah. I could do that I think, yeah are you a are you a dancer at home on your own
0: if you're yeah definitely out, you? You have yeah. a little especially in the waffle shed. Yeah. I can put music on really loud here. Yeah. And I'm just I start punching the air and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Because I think in my old days I quite in my when I was in my 20s yeah. I I think I moved quite good. Yeah. You know, I I probably yeah. and I was unusual. I was very eccentric in right. my movement. A yeah. sort of cross between Jarvis Cocker and um uh, uh, Mick Jagger and yeah. you know, I had all these moves and kicks and yeah. I was I was quite wild and lucid, (laughs) so people, you know, people, I wasn't cool, but because I wasn't cool and I could move around the dance floor, I'd I'd use the whole dance floor, even if people (laughs) were in the way, so people were like, God, what's he doing know, And I'd usually wear shades probably in my 20s and (laughs) have bad second-hand clothing, so I really enjoyed my sort of 20s on the dance
1: floor. But you become cool in that that setting, because everyone else then just goes... Yeah. Oh actually he's got so much confidence on this dance floor yeah, he must yeah, be yeah. he must be a really confident guy. Yeah. Yeah. I always love that moment on a on a night out or a if you go to a st- I, mean, I don't have many anymore but or a stagdy or something and there's all your big burly mates all hanging around and then there is that switch when it just takes one person just to go There's <laughs> a, a mate called, he won't mind me saying it a mate called Adam who he literally just come up to me and go right I've had enough chatting. I'm off, and he just he go and his dance aunt, on his own, yeah, and then yeah. everyone goes and flocks around yeah, him because yeah, it's yeah. just he's like I just want to get his energy out and yeah. have a boogie. And that moment when we all become kids again, I think it's really really super important. <laughs> my mate, my mates in a band, uh, they're
0: called Riding the Low, and they came to London, and everyone it they so you could tell the whole audience wanted to dance. Yeah, and I just I you know I really like them, but I, I wanted to stand at the back and chat with Rob who's yeah. coming with me. And, and then my, and you could tell my mate was at the front, he's the lead singer, and he was a bit frustrated. he goes, Oh, we've only got three songs left. And yeah. I could tell he was a bit frustrated, like there's a massive right. gap in front of the stage. Yeah, yeah. And that was my call to go, okay, <laughs> I need to help it. So I just went in I just went yeah. in there and started dancing yeah, around. Yeah. Then everyone started dancing around and it wasn't me. No, I wasn't yeah. the catalyst. It was it was just like look, you all wanted to do this. It's yeah. just that you didn't want to be seen as the person who was gonna go. Because you can see they were jogging their legs, their shoulders, but they just couldn't do that extra bit because they felt they were, you know. So that that's one reason why music is important. It's like a real bringing together of, uh, you know, movement, and you know, it unites us. It's a
1: proper expression, isn't it?
0: I think for me, um, it was the only art form I had as a kid. So we didn't have galleries. Yeah. We didn't have. I didn't have a cinema nearby. Uh, We didn't have books. We didn't have a video recorder, yeah. you know, so we had TV, but that was dramas. I, you know, I, I wouldn't even be aware that dramas might have been art, you know, right. TV, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we, what we did have was music, and you know, gatefolds and and art, you know, on the on the sleeves. But it allowed me to talk about art. In a, in the way that I talk about football, yeah. In the way that I want to discuss art now, yeah. And yeah. that was my in. It was just like, okay, we can go. To, we all already knew that the the sort of art galleries of the record shop, art galleries are the you know the the record shops or Woolworths. So you'd go to yeah, Woolworths yeah. and you knew it was bad. Yeah. You knew that like all they had was a top forty singles, and you yeah. knew it was rubbish. Mm. Whereas you go to the record shop, suddenly they they had loads of stuff, and you were like. Okay this is the proper place to come and buy yeah. records because they you could get all the stuff that wasn't available in the sure so you suddenly uh, could then talk to your friends about what this song actually yeah. meant yeah, yeah. so it wasn't about wow, dancing yeah. it was about uh, you know what's the discourse what's the what's the language we're going to use to right, talk about yeah. art before we'd even been so we didn't you, you know, know I sort of had that. a sense that like, I want to be an artist mm. but I was 14 I had no idea how to yeah. be an artist we I couldn't. We wasn't talking about films because we had no films to watch. Sure. But what you did have, you had older brothers who had records. Your yeah. dad had records. Yeah, yeah. So you could go around people, and then you could talk about art. Yeah. In even if it was heavy metal rock, yeah. it was just like okay, what's happening here? Why are these people doing this? Yeah. Why are they painting their fences? Why are all those people jumping around and My being part of that group? Yeah, yeah. So you suddenly got okay, this is this is how I want to experience art going forward, and that all came through music. It was oh, the yeah. only. It was the it was the gateway, I've used that word again yeah, yeah. to oh actually now I can go to an art gallery and I can discuss a Rothko so in the yeah. same way that I discuss Iron Maiden mm. in the same way. And that's led me to everything. Now I can discuss poetry in the same way that I discussed uh, you know, Buddy Holly's greatest hits. Yeah. Uh, and what it is it about and you and lo fi music with all the new stuff. That is yeah. exactly how I wanna discuss um, poetry and what it so, does yeah, uh, and it's not exclusive it wasn't exclusive it was ev- it was for everyone you could go and buy it from the shop Yeah, yeah. if you had the money yeah. or if you didn't have the money you had to save up and you know when I delivered pizzas all <laughs> my money was spent on CDs really? <laughs> so yeah. it was just like I saved enough money to go to the club get a taxi home spend the rest on music Yeah. because it was the, it was the only thing that it was it was art and I could talk about it with my mates yeah. in a way that wasn't you know, it wasn't academic. Yes. So when it's I went feeling, to university, yeah. it's a feeling. When I went to yeah. university, I was disappointed. Oh, Away really? because it suddenly became, oh, this means this, this, this. and I was oh, just like, yeah, no, yeah, I think yeah. you're. I've got. I was. Yes, I was saying yes. Yeah. I do agree. You know, it's written there, and you're written it like, but there's something else. Yeah. That you're missing, yeah. and it is that feeling that you talked about. You'd like, oh. This is making me move. Yeah. Why is it making you move? Yeah. And it's uh, why do you, why are we holding ourselves back? I mean,
1: do, do you do you have the same do you have the same music taste as your wife, for example, or is it? So The reason I ask is I, I feel music is important. It kind of it can give you a tiny little island as well in a, <coughs> in a relationship. So I always think about my mum and dad, and yeah. uh, my dad's retired now. But when he was working, he was on nights for years and years and years. But, um, and they shared a car. And I always loved the dance that my mum and dad would have with the with the stereo and the radio right, because yeah, my dad yeah. would never take a CD out when he got back from his shift. So yeah, my yeah, mum yeah. got in the car to go same, to work, st- same And thing. Um, my dad is ma- he's like sixty eight and he's massively into. He's got every Ministry of Sound album. Right, right, right. He there Absolutely yeah, loves yeah. dance music. Yeah. He's never been to a club like that playing anything. Yeah. He just he just for some reason that music absolutely gets him going, and he puts it so loud. And it'll be whenever me and my mum would get in the car in the morning, and she'd just put the keys in, and it's some. Drum and bass <laughs> smashing through the car, like vibrating it. And my mum would just go, "Oh dear, turn that down, take the seat out, and then put in Ed Sheeran or something." And ah, that, that that sort of that, that yeah, in yeah, but that yeah, was yeah. their own space. And they so know, Ed, nothing, yeah, absolutely Sheeran, not. You know, but that was yeah. my mum's. When my mum was driving, she liked that kind of. Thing. My dad liked to just smash yeah, the yeah. stereo. So they've got dancing. completely different. Yeah yeah, 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 and it's like the, and we. He'll still go in his garage now, and
0: we definitely met on. in the middle. I think of. You know, my uh, my music taste is pretty obscure. I think right. it's not mainstream, yeah. so it's sort of lo fi pop and rock music. Yeah, yeah. With things that don't sound right. Right. <laughs> I think if if yeah, I know yeah. where a song's going, I'm probably not interested after five plays. I'm like, yeah, oh, I've yeah. heard that. I don't. But if a, a song does something, I think, what what are they doing there? What's yeah. going on? And yeah, most yeah, people yeah. go, oh, that's horrible. Yeah,
1: yeah. Or oh,
0: I don't like the sound of his voice. I like it when the voice. I'm like. What what are they doing with their voice? That's, and that's a, that bit I, that
1: you said earlier. Sorry to interrupt, but that bit when people are saying to you, "I don't like that bit," turn yeah, that yeah, down. You you're go. hearing I'm their still, bit, you're hearing that bit, and going, yeah. t- "Turn that up. I want yeah. more cups across a radiator." It makes it might me want to play it again. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "What
0: did it? What did it? What did they just do there? Like yeah. the song's gone really weird now." <laughs> yeah. And I, and then, yeah. and because it, it surprises me, yeah. I want to play. it. Whereas if a song goes along nicely, yeah? I I, even my favorite, you know, even like. The Undertone's Teenage Kicks. It's yeah. like, I'm a bit like, well, I know where this is going. But their song, best songs are, well, what are you doing there, boys? You know, <laughs> that is a yeah. bit weird, isn't it? You know, and I like that stuff. Yeah. So, But Where Do We Do Me actually is a bit of rock, you know. Really I can play a bit of Guns N' Roses because right, of my okay. teenage... Like, being 17 and going to yeah, yeah. Wembley. And yeah. and that's... I don't know if I mentioned that's Gina's biggest regret is... We went to Gibraltar, my friend from Gibraltar, and he invited us over. And uh, the whole island had paid Elton John one million pounds to come and play on their national day. So everyone has to wear red and white. It's really weird because they're they're so British. They're they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They hate Spain, love love the Brits. So they paid Elton. So Elton John came, but we had to fly back the next morning. And in this little airport, so the room... Is probably three times as big as the room we're sitting in now. Yeah. Who's in there? Slash. Oh wow. So all the, the all the staff are getting their picture taken with yeah. with Slash and Gina's sitting there going. And I should have just said, "Look, let's go and take our picture yeah. with Slash," and she never did. And oh, it's that I'll idea it. of like never getting on the dance floor, and yeah. she's re- that's her biggest regret ever, oh. I think. And I really regret not saying to her, come on, yeah, yeah, let's take our photograph with Slash because. Oh, no. Yeah, he's yeah, pretty amazing character. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's. Um, I think we've come to the end of po- yeah, waffle. Wow. Um, have you got anything on? Have you got a website? Ever where can we find you? I know you do your little. You do a daily thing. So yeah. Can you tell us all about that.
1: Yeah, cool, I mean, I'm all, Yeah, I always try and do. Um, yeah, I didn't touch on any of this. I always try and do um, just to write something every day, just so I never slip into nine to five I'm not actually writing so um, I do loads every day but one thing I do is from is it Poetry Writing Month in April I think they encourage you to write the other day a couple of years ago I just for uh I just decided to write a poem for a celebrity's birthday who was born that day. So I post that every day, but I do lots of other things. So you stuff, started it for a month and
0: never stopped. And yeah, said, yeah, yeah, because exactly I thought,
1: day, yeah. can I get a calendar out of this? And yeah, now yeah, i one day, year two or yeah. whatever. Brilliant. But, uh, but yeah, so my website is Carl uh, with a C, so Carl Tells Tales. Just got loads of nonsense on there, really. Carl Tells
0: Tales. Go, and
1: you can sign up to a newsletter. Yeah, and and Friday
0: newsletter of tales i found or written. And you can get... Um, Something Every Day from Carl, which I think Absolutely. is brilliant. It's yeah. very politic. Uh, thanks very much for coming along. Thank you for having me. It's amazing. Uh, this has been Poet Waffle, and we'll see you next time. Thanks very much. Poet Waffle was written and presented by Daniel Cockrell, original concept by Jack White, music and audio production by Julian Ward, artwork by Damien Wayhill, and technical support from Laurie Eaves.